Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, Koto listeners, and welcome to Election Night 2022. I'm Julia Caulfield. I'm here with Gavin. And I'm Gavin McGough, <laughs> your other host for the evening. Hey, Gavin. How's it going? Good. Welcome to your first Election Night on Koto. How's it the first uh, 30 seconds been? <laughs> you know, gripping. Um... It's always fun to do it off the record. It's always fun to be live on air, uh, especially fun when we have the balance of power uh, or power, I should say, hanging in the balance. Democracy is hanging in the balance. (laughs) Democracy, some have said, is hanging in the balance this midterms. There's been lots of commentary, lots of anticipation, uh, maybe more so on the national level than on the local level. But we have good stuff to talk about here in (laughs) San Miguel County as well. We've been talking about that today that... um, on a local level, it's maybe not the most like contentious, enticing um, election that we've had, which you weren't here for the last election cycle, but last year got pretty hot on the local level. Interesting. So I don't, you know, I think I was actually talking with somebody today and they were saying like, I think it's not a bad thing that we're right. having a pretty, we're having a chill election locally, especially because stuff is going bonkers potentially on the national level that. San Miguel County deserves a quiet election. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of, it is just after 6 p.m. Polls close at 7. So if you are out in the county, you haven't, you had a busy day, forgot to turn in your ballot, there is still time. If you're in like the east end of the county, you can head down to the San Miguel County Annex on Main Street right next to Second Chance and vote in person. There's also a ballot drop box at the Miramonte building which is just right next door to that. And then if you're on the West End, there's voting at Town Hall in Norwood. There's also a ballot drop box at the Gluckson Building. You can also just turn your ballot into Town Hall. Um, and those polls will be open for another 57 minutes. Many options to vote here in Colorado. Yeah. We were talking about that because, Gav, you're newer to the state. so This you're... is not only my first Coto election, it's my first Colorado election. But you didn't vote here. <laughs> you, you. Yes, well, yeah, I, I've certainly been a witness to it. I haven't yeah. actually been a participant. But so, how was it? No, you... I kept my um, New Hampshire registration, which you... is another uh, another contested state so but but you were saying that it's a much different experience you know i just got my ballot in the mail easy breezy and you had to jump through a couple more hoops to get your mail-in ballot right well partially that's because i was an absentee voter um but you know i think that there is something to be said uh for the ease of voting in colorado um as it was ranked the number one easiest state to vote in by the New York Times. Um, New Hampshire was very, very far down that list. <laughs> New Hampshire was not. Uh, actually, the top I might be list. misremembering that Colorado was number one. It was it's top up there. five. It's it way was up top there. five. It is something that um, um, elected officials on the state level like to boast about. Yeah. And, and New Hampshire did not much change its procedures during the pandemic. Many other states did. The states where it's easiest to vote, I think a lot of those innovations came through. 
uh, kind of remote voting and pandemic voting. So well, and that was something I was actually just thinking about because these are the things that I was think I think about is in two years for the next election and thinking about how it's going to be a presidential election. I was like, oh, I haven't been here for a presidential election, but I have. And it was 2020, which is like an election we don't remember, or at least I don't, apparently. Um, and no, I, I blanked out a lot about that year. <laughs> I can't believe there was a presidential election in that year. I know. And the whole race, too. Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. was one of the things that as so many states were shifting and moving to change their voting to different um, more mail-in, more early voting, whatever that might look like because of the pandemic, Colorado already kind of had it dialed because we'd been doing full mail-in voting for, I think, two to four years before that. Yeah, so out of the curve, what can we there say? <laughs> what are you, are there any races that you're really keen to see the um, the outcome on either of the state or national level or local level? I mean, maybe it's a real nail biter on some of these uncontested local races. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I would love to see what the victors have to say for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I've been, I have been um, new to the local news beat here, so I've been following all these uh, quote-unquote characters through their various <laughs> um, county positions. And, uh, you know, that's been, that's been fun, you know. Um, I am interested. I mean, I'm interested in the Lauren Boebert, mm-hmm. uh, the politics of that, what what it is, what what that specific race portrays about a part of the state which has a lot of different things going on politically. You know, I think there are quite a few people um, in the kind of more liberal bastions, which is more or less Telluride, um, of the county area that that, uh, you know, would kind of be very far removed from Bobert's politics. Um, but anyway, that, that's one that has like sort of a bit of a, a mystery to me. But actually, I, what I'm most interested in about Colorado and what um, I think might be interesting to local people here are some of these ballot measures. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of them. And, you know, there are a few that are quite interesting. Um some of them, you know, about, uh, I guess, psilocybin use and liquor control. Some of yeah. them about school lunches. Some of them about um, kind of the, the, machi- the machine of how politics are done in the state, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, housing made it on yeah. there. So a lot of hot button topics. Yeah. yeah. I was talking with somebody also, you know, about... With psilocybin and the like, that is ballot measure um, 122, Proposition 122. And, you know, Colorado is often a the place of conversation when these types of issues are beginning to be discussed, right? Of, you know, statewide legalization of marijuana and the like of obviously this is different but in the same kind of world um and colorado's all often kind of i guess maybe one of those bellwether states that kind of has these conversations before they expand on a more national scale so it will be interesting to to see what happens there i'm also excited to see um not because it impacts san miguel county specifically but there is a new um a new district this year uh district eight 
for in Congress in Colorado due to the census in 2020, 2020. That was another thing that happened in 2020 was um, census results. And we gained a house seat out of that census. And so then, interesting, yeah, so there's going to be a new representative um, in, in that race in Senate or in House District 8, um, which also happens. Um, Leslie Harrod, who is a member of the Colorado House of Representatives at the minute, she's running for that seat. So obviously, if, if she wins that, then that seat will be open and, and there'll have to be an election there as well. So there's a lot of things that are interesting, a lot of things that are coming up. Um, voters, stay tuned. We will be here for the next several hours. Um, polls are starting to close on the East Coast. Well, I guess, they, yeah, they closed about an hour ago on the East Coast. So um, results will start coming in. We always say it's kind of the the mantra of, the, um, of election night that these results will be unofficial early and unofficial results. We don't have them certified by any means. Um, and so, you know, take them with a grain of salt, unless it's a landslide, I guess. Um, and we'll, we'll bring you the, the local, the state. As Gavin mentioned, we might dabble on the um, national level, especially seeing if the Senate or the House flips control from the Democrats to the Republicans. To be determined, we'll let you know. We also yeah, have, yeah. and uh, give us a call too. Maybe, yeah. maybe you, uh, maybe it's your first time voting. Maybe it's your first election ever. Maybe you've been voting in San Miguel County for ages. Was it easy? How? What was the process like? What are you thinking about some of these ballot measures? Um, yeah, and what what's your what's your election day mindset? Um, it's been an interesting. Well, since you asked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I say I, that was a dangerous like last question <laughs> there you know well it has been interesting I w- I feel like I've been saying and I kind of mentioned it before but because it's been so chill on the local level I feel like it's today has been really chill for me you know we've definitely had days where there are either contentious measures on the local level or even if they're not contentious just a lot of people running in um, for positions that there's more than one person running um, and. It, it definitely has a, a different energy. This one definitely feels like calmer, more chill locally. And maybe I'm just not thinking about the national level. Cause if I think about that, yeah. I might get stressed. Well, it's always hard in Telluride to think, uh, <clears throat> much about the national level cause it's so far away, <laughs> but there is also a sense of, um, you know, fadedness. Like historically it's very rare for the president in power to, to hold mm-hmm. on to, much political power so the you know the pendulum often swings it's going to be what it's going to be i guess things are going to the cards are going to fall how they will um and i think that you know a lot of election watchers are really just saying uh they hope that um you know and this rings true on the state the local and the national level that you know kind of some of the rhetoric around what how the election is being run will calm down everybody will feel you know, like they can believe in the outcomes here. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of been an, an interesting storyline, too, is um, doubting elections and how we can have faith in the democratic process. Yeah. Um, should we play some music? We also have that for you, folks. We have a whole election day playlist. Election playlist. Gav, what do you have for us? Well, I mean, it's time to start with Bruce Springsteen. How would you feel about that? Yeah, always. Yeah, I guess let's, uh, you know, start with a little Born in the USA. Yeah, I was. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, As was I. And um, (laughs) as was 
Bruce over there on uh, from New Jersey, where the polls are closing. So, <laughs> you know, um, we'll be back in a bit.
Hello, we are back. Hi. Ooh, sorry. I've been. Um, no, you're good. Dive in. No, well, not non sequitur at all. It wasn't a sequitur. It was a non sequitur. Um, I've been watching um, reruns of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, and I just said hi. RuPaul for like, president, 2024. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I sounded like fun fact: the drag ra- the drag queen Alaska is where i'm from that's actually a um a race that not because it's gonna well actually it it is interesting on a national level as well but i'm also interested on a personal level the alaska has one representative and we have had the same person represent us i think he he was in office for um 40 some years i think his name was don young he had been the representative for Alaska for, for decades and decades, and he passed away earlier this year. And so they did a, they did a runoff election, and the Democrat won, which is interesting because Don Young was a Republican, so it was the first time in decades that a Democrat was representing Alaska. She also, the her name's Mary Peltola. She's the first Alaska Native person to ever serve in Congress. And she is running for... So it was interesting because she, she won her special election this fall, which also served as the primary race, which was a little bit interesting. So she's been serving for about two months and then now she's running for her reelection, I guess. Yeah. Reelection at this point um, now, and she's running against Sarah Palin. So it's a kind of interesting dynamic shout out to kind of like Trump's OG Sarah Palin. Right. And it's nice to have choices. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited to see how that one um, turns out. It's, it's an exciting one on a personal level, but also very interesting because um, Alaska has a Democrat representing in the House, which it hasn't in a very long time. And also we know that the House is very much um, up for debate. Who's going to take power of that or take control of that um, House of Congress this year? And I think both both parties are thinking every seat counts at this point because it, it really could be a toss up. Yep. Going to be a close one in the Senate as well, and um, here on a local level, we do have some. We have do we have some long timers? You know, you were thinking about long timers in the Alaska government. We've definitely mm-hmm. got Bill Masters um, showing up again. Yeah, he's, this, he's been in there uh, for for a minute. Yeah, how do you know how long? I think it's forty-seven years. Wow. I think. Wait, am I right without that? That is a career sheriff. I don't know. I I just got here. He's the only sheriff I've ever known, but <laughs> I've been here six months. Yeah, he's um, he's been in there for for a long time, running for <laughs> re-election unopposed, as we've mentioned multiple times. All the all of the candidates on the local level only running for county. County is the only um, jurisdiction that has people on the ballot this year, and everyone is running unopposed. So, you know, we don't like to count our chickens before they hatch, but I think it's pretty fair to say we kind of know how those races are gonna shake out. We have one county commissioner position that's up, then the county treasurer, county assessor, county surveyor, sheriff, county clerk. That's a big one. Um, we talked with Stephanie Van Dam, who's the current county clerk, and she's also running for, for re-election this go-around. And we were talking about, um, yeah, I mean, across the across the country, the the importance of county clerks, we're really, we're really seeing how important that role is just because they are the ones who really control control elections on the local level and, and our, um, our country is so interesting in that elections are really 
run on the local level than run on the state level to make up the the federal level and so you know who's who's in those positions can in some ways wield a decent amount of power in in what that looks like obviously in mesa county we saw tina peters got some publicity in the 2020 elections um as the county clerk for um some not going about the elections the way that they should Uh, yeah so it's it's an important job it goes back to gavin what you were saying about people having trust and faith in in the election process in the the voting process and what that looks like it's it's not it's not a given that everybody trusts the process and so right faith is a word you sometimes encounter in you know discussions of uh, like the outcome of an election or the fate of democracy as a whole is an interesting is an interesting word you know conceptually um, in like in this context um, faith belief uh, when really we're just trying to count the ballots and get it done but um, no it's definitely an important part of the picture this uh, according to our colleagues at the Daily Planet forty two years 42. is the total so he would be in his forty second. Uh, right now, maybe it's 43rd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the longest serving sheriff in Colorado. In Colorado. And look at that. Colorado has 64 counties. So San Miguel County is one little drop in the bucket um, in terms of everything that makes up um, Colorado. Yeah, but- we're, we're near the, the bottom of the list when it comes to numbers. Of uh, districts in the in the state House of Representatives, where San Miguel County sits in District 58, 58 of 64, and in that race we have the incumbent Mark Catlin is running for re-election for the state house. That's um, for the General Assembly. A, in is there just one kind of state House of Representatives here in this in this state? Um, so we have in the General Assembly is the the state legislature. So we have. Similar to, I mean, I, I think some the same as everywhere. I think we have the the state house and then the state senate. Um, currently, our state representative is Mark Catlin. He's running for re-election against Kevin Coons, and then, um, uh, I'm miss. I'm totally blanking on the name of our um, state senator. Yeah, and he's not—he's not up for he's election. He's not, up for, not election. up for election right now. Yeah, someone call in, tell me who their our state senator is. It's—it's it's on the Will tip of my tongue. Will our state senator please get in touch and let us know? Um, what you've been up to, <laughs> Gavin? Do you have any um really wonderful good election memories? Um, you know, I I was a political kid. I liked watching uh the results come in. I remember my first presidential election as you know this was not i'm not actually that young um i had seen elections before this but the one that i remember was 2008 that was the first one that i remember um and i think i was in fourth grade and they wheeled in a big square television so we could watch obama's inauguration speech which was a very historical moment um for the country of course and um it's been interesting definitely watching some of uh, to, to go from Obama to Trump in the formation of my political consciousness yeah. as a young person was pretty jarring. 
and then to go through some of um, the kind of the Black Lives Matter issues that came up with the pandemic, um, some of the awareness about racial disparities, which I think had been, you know, swept out of the narrative by Obama's victory. That was a big part of, you know, what this country said it had done when it elected him was sort of like overcome a, a large racial um, hurdle. And then, uh, you know, that that definitely was pretty um, formative. So it was definitely kind of the breakdown between um, my first election when I was quite young and my deep surprise um, given, you know, I, I came from a fairly liberal family, so I was I wasn't, you know, didn't grow up around people who were voting for Trump, although it, you know, in retrospect, it makes sense, some of those political wins. Um, but as to what our next steps are, you know, politically as a country, um, I'm not sure. Biden on a national level has had some big legislative victories uh, that have happened, you know, through great struggle and division and kind of eking them out. Um so uh, it'll be interesting to see, I'm guessing, you know, given the way midterms often go, that majority will not hold up for Biden and he will, um, you know, no, his legislation will have to take a different form, um, you know, executive action or whatever it is, because um, he's going to face Republicans in the, in the, um, uh, in the in Congress, basically, yeah, is is likely to happen. <clears throat> Don Corum is our state senator. <laughs> Just googled that. There we go. There, we got the we answers. Go. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think going back to your point, it is really interesting as well. Of you know, I I often wonder. We have, uh, and I don't have an answer to this to this query, but we have this. We have such partisan political divides in the country, you know, and I think the, the further out you go, the fur, or the further up you go in our federalism to the, to the national level, you see it more, right? I think like you come down to the local level and you have people that you really disagree with, but you recognize that you have to work together to get stuff done on the community level. I always think of like, you can't be partisan about potholes. You just need to get them done. You have to like fix them. Right. Right. But it is, I always think it is interesting because I, I feel like both parties take the tact of really sticking with ideology and not wanting to really, on the whole, obviously there are representatives and there are senators who, who are proud of their um, ability to reach across the aisle, as you say, and work with other folks. And you know, I know Biden has said that that's something he's proud of being able to do as well. And but on the whole, I feel like you don't see that as much. You really have these impressively partisan debates and conversations. And, and I wonder how much that's actually what the majority of people who live in this country want. You often hear from the people who are the loudest, who are the people who maybe have the most extreme positions on both sides. And, um, and you know, I do wonder if... if would we be in a better place if politicians were willing to say like, hey, none of us are going to get exactly what we want, but we'll move in a direction that's maybe a little bit better for everybody. And, and, and if, you know, as a country, as a, um, as a democracy, as people who 
want to you know who who are struggling right there's like a lot of hardship in this country right now and like would we be in a better place if elected officials were able or willing to you know maybe concede a little bit maybe make a little bit more compromise um to pass more things to get more stuff done rather than blocking anything that they don't see as perfect and i don't have an answer to that but right it's also interesting your point about kind of it being a quiet election cycle in Telluride. And I think that um, based on my experience, which is quite new, uh, quite recent, of following very closely as a quote-unquote reporter, basically. Don't um, quote-unquote. <laughs> Why did you quote-unquote that? Just as new, you know. Um, the machine, like the machinations, the workings, the sausage being made of like government getting done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I notice is that a lot of people who make public comment on something that they're really, you know, uh, hot under the collar about at a county commissioner meeting um, or the county commissioners themselves, you know, these aren't things that feel uh, ideological in um, primarily, you know, they relate very much to somebody's kind of um, identity in this community, their memory of this, their sense of place here, where they want the community to go. You know, these are all things that might have shades of like a right wing or a left wing tenor to them. But on the whole, I don't really see that, you know, amongst the public or amongst, um, you know, the people who are getting this local government done. And... Uh, that is not, you know, so for listeners of, for listeners of Kodo News, I hope, um, you know, I hope you see that and feel that too. I hope that our news broadcast can kind of communicate um, some of the work and the issues here that um, are not ideological, but are um, uh, inspire passion and practical um, problem solving. You know, I, and I don't come from a place where we have um, news broadcast. I think a lot of pl places don't have news that covers um, the local level this much. I, I don't even really know what counties in New Hampshire do. I don't. We were talking about that. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because there's no news coverage for those. We have a local paper, um, and there's a state radio, you know, mm -hmm. that I can listen to. But that's a stead mostly is national issues. It uh, plays a lot of NPR, plays a lot of, you know, um, higher level things. And, uh, you know, I can know what's going on, um, but I definitely can't like hear their, hear their voices as I do when I'm attending meetings. Um, and so I was kind of, I came here and I was like, you know, the county seems to be doing a lot. I don't think we have counties in New Hampshire. <laughs> we do have counties. Um, I don't know that they do a lot, um, but maybe they do under if, the under the covers. If you're a county commissioner in New Hampshire, please call in. Call. Tell us what you did. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Gavin that you just turned this uh, discussion about elections into a fundraising pitch for the news. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, if you're a pizza place, um, you know, please open so we can have some election night dinner. No, I'm kidding. We are eating I'm some kidding. pizza it's, here it's in the off purple season. House on it's time. off season. Clark's did a great one for us. Um, um, well, speaking of not pizza, Alaska. Going back, we're just talking this whole evening about our home states. I know it's a. Uh, we're doing we're doing local election coverage. 
and maybe our- a little bit of national, but mostly just Alaska and <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> um, Childhood memories of election night. Alaska doesn't have counties. Oh, interesting. We have boroughs. Wow. Which function in the same way. But we don't have county commissioners. We have borough mayors. So There's something very Tolkien-esque about that. Like I picture hobbits, you know, a hobbit in his borough. You know, I think that when you picture Alaska, you can often picture Tolkien-esque things. Little furry feet. (laughs) (laughs) To keep us warm. To keep us warm. Um, all right. Well, it is nearing 640. It is 637 on the almost dot. Um, Coda listeners, if you don't have your ballot in yet, go. It better it get. In. It better be there. Just over 20 minutes to get your ballot in. You can either go to the San Miguel County Annex in Telluride or Norwood Town Hall in Norwood to vote in person or to drop off your ballot. If you're like, oh gosh, I didn't vote because I don't know if I'm registered. That's okay. They can check for you. Also, Colorado has same day voter registration. So if you head there now, you can get registered and vote same time, same place. So do that. There's a lot of um, important things. I mean, every election, no matter how big or small, every election is really important. They say that one vote Well, folks say one vote doesn't count, but it really does. It can make a difference. We've had some close elections in our lives. Um, I got to do a a tribute for um, Stu Fraser when he passed earlier this year, and I didn't realize, I knew the lore of a Telluride Town Council seat being chosen by a card draw, and I didn't know that was him specifically. And so we know that every single, in Telluride, we know that every single vote counts. And if it's a tie, it might go down to a card draw. And you know what? There's a lot of interesting stuff on that ballot. You'll learn a little about your state. Um, you'll learn a little bit about how state government works, and you'll look at some pretty cool propositions. <laughs> so uh, get out there. Give us a call about the experience, about your uh, headspace, what you're up to. And uh, do you want to play another song? Yeah, let's do some music. Should we, uh, how do you feel about a little Dirks Bentley? Always. Always. <laughs> All Bless. right. Um, you're tuned in to KOT Hotel. You're at election night 2022. It's the keys to your daddy's car. It's a night alone beneath the desert stars. It's a five o'clock whistle, it's the classroom bell It's a Panama City at the window, yeah The first kiss after a broken heart It's telling that boss he can kiss your ass That ticket to your favorite show Getting lost in the rock and roll Close your eyes, hands up high, go on and let it all go Freedom! 
all around the world that know what it means And they all want just a little piece of freedom That flag on a soldier's sleeve All around the world that know what it means And they all want just a little piece of this freedom I walked through a county courthouse square On a park bench an old man was sitting there I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down He said, no, it'll do for our little town I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it He said, have a seat And I sat down Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans With Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams And it almost fell at the Alamo Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag On Flanders Field in World War I She got a big hole from a Bertha gun She turned blood red in World War II She hung limp and low a time or two She was in Korea, Vietnam She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam she waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in She's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more 
So we raise her up every morning, we take her down every night, we don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. All right. Thank you for sticking with us through that Johnny Cash. While the polls are about to close here in San Miguel County, Julia has uh, run down to the San Miguel County office there on Main Street and is going to be uh, calling in pretty soon to talk about uh, just the state of things, I believe. And... um, what is going on with the ballot counting, how mail-in ballots work, all that kind of uh, sundry um, insides of the election process. So uh, we'll just await her call or your call. You can call in at, where's our number here? 970-728-4333. Let us know how your voting experience was. Let us know if uh, you, uh, you know, maybe you're a recent victor of this election. Um, give us a call. We know there are a couple uncontested seats and uh, would love to hear about um, your vision for the county going forward. Anyway, until then, we have, uh, we could play a little Johnny Cash. Um, American Remains. I am a shotgun rider for the San Jacinto line. The desert is my brother. My skin is cracked and dry. I was riding on a full coast and everything was fine till we took a shorter road to save some time. Bandits only fired once, they shot me in the chest They may have wounded me, but they'll never get the best of better men Cause I'll ride again I am a river gambler, I make a living dealing cards My clothes are smooth and honest, my heart is cold and hard I was shuffling for some Delta boys on a boat for New Orleans I was the greatest shark they'd ever seen But the captain bumped a sandbar and an ace fell from my sleeve They threw me overboard as I swore I didn't cheat But I could swing And I'll ride again
hasn't fallen since the middle of July And if it don't come soon, my crops will die and The bankman says he likes me, but there's nothing he can do He tells me that he's coming, but the clouds are coming too He ain't my friend And I'll rise again American Indian, my tribe is Cherokee. My forefathers loved this land, they left it here for me. When the white man came with boats and trains and early factories, poisoned my existence with his deed. Nature is our mother, we are sucklings at her breast. He who tries to beat her down will lose her to the rest. They'll never win. I'll ride again We are heroes of the homeland Americans remain We live in many places And answer many days We will not be forgotten We won't be left behind Our memories live on in mortal mind And poets in So a couple elections have been called over on the East Coast where ballots closed at 7 p.m. Eastern, which for us was 5 p.m. So they've been closed for a a hot moment over there. And it looks like uh, just a few um, history makers here for you. Maryland has elected its first black governor and Massachusetts has elected its first uh, woman governor and the nation's first openly lesbian governor. That's in Massachusetts. Um, And her name is... um, Well, let's see. His name in... um, Over there in Maryland, the first black governor is Wes Moore. He's a Democrat. And he is taking over for a moderate Republican. And then Mara Healy is going to be taking over for Baker. And that is in... Massachusetts. Um, Ron Santos won an easy re-election in Florida. He's a Republican and uh, uh, kind of a mainstay of the political of the national political stage here. Always one to watch, Florida. And um, there we go. Everything else, you know, that still hangs in the balance. We'll see how the House goes. We'll see how um, the Senate goes. And um, on the national stage, all else is just trickling in. There are a few things to watch in Virginia. Those polls will be closing momentarily. In Ohio, there is a contested race between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan that some have their eyes on, and that's going to be for the Senate there. Um then uh, lots to watch in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was one of the big spots where they were all um, uh, 
stumping. Obama was out, Biden was out, Trump was out. Everybody was trying to turn out the vote over there, and we'll see what happens. There's going to be uh, a hotly contested toss-up between John Fetterman and um, Mehmet Oz. Though that is for the Senate there, um, and that could control that could that could determine control of the Senate on the national level. Right now, John Fetterman is leading, but. Um, that's with a tiny percentage of those very, um, urban areas reporting. And so it seems like, um, there is very, very little to be known, frankly. And, uh, our polls are about to close here in San Miguel County. So you've got seven minutes left to get your ballot in the box. It will be counted. And, uh, if not tough, you'll have to wait till 2024. Um, which will be another big year. And looks like Marco Rubio has been secured re-election down in Florida as well. Um, and election night is rolling onwards. For, uh, you know, I guess I could monologue about some of these ballot measures while I'm in the studio alone, you know, waiting for Julia to call in from down at the um, station there. One, the one big one, which we're going to have to talk about later, too, I'm sure, is Proposition 122. Um, and that will have large implications. That is on psychedelic substances like uh, psilocybin, which um, occurs in mushrooms. And, you know... As I understand, Colorado would be the first to um, allow people 21 and older to use these natural psychedelic substances that are um, mushroom-based as kind of a form of therapy. They would be licensed in... uh, They would be administered in licensed facilities, uh, particularly for mental health reasons, and they are currently listed as a Schedule One controlled substance under fe- uh, federal and state law, which is the highest level of control, the highest level of restriction. And of course, marijuana used to belong to that category too, which, you know, I don't know what year it was that Colorado um, broke down that barrier, but it has fallen um, as that is now widely across the United States. I mean, not universally, of course. Um, used recreationally. So we'll see if uh, this ballot measure here, um, which is kind of targeting medicinal and mental health uses um, for these substances will lead to uh, kind of such a reversal and um, a revival of interest in uh, and research into and use of um, psilocybin substances. There are also quite a few on um, how uh, liquor is distributed. Um, Those are 123, 124, 125, and those kind of do things like they increase uh, the number of liquor stores that a person or a franchise can own, and um, they also would allow grocery and convenience stores to sell wine, which currently they're not allowed to do. Um, and I think both of these things are kind of being read as a loss for uh, kind of mom and pop shops um, selling liquor and their kind of control of that market. But, you know, there's also um, 
potential tax benefits for the state of uh, um, opening those things up. And then the state could have a bigger chunk of that pie. There's a state income tax reduction. That is pretty self-explanatory, a little less income tax. Um, there's also an interesting piece about whether future ballot measures, so uh, look out for this in your future blue book, um, would be listed as, uh, would, would have to include a chart of income levels and how much um, that would do to your uh, tax burden, the taxes you pay based on your income level. You know, so that's what I got as we close down the hours towards 7 o'clock here. Julia, I suspect, um, has either been swept away by the wind or is going to give us a call in a minute. But so as not to bore you with too much reading straight. Oh, oh, here's a phone call. Um, all right, listeners, let's see what we got. Hello, you're tuned into KOTO Telluride. Hey, it's Julia. Ah, Julia. Hi. So I'm down at the San Miguel County Annex. I will tell you, it is like gusting up a storm out here on Main Street. And I'm calling because, well, in part, I wanted to chat with um, some of the poll workers. And they're like, wait until the voters finish up, which is like totally fair. But I have not been able to catch a minute because up until the moment, literally three people just walked in to turn their ballots in. It's like there. There's so many people who are still filling out their ballots and making sure that their votes get counted. It's been really fun to see even just for like the the final moments, like people are really showing up, which is so yeah. cool. You know, I would say I was surprised by the last minute turnout, but as a recent college grad I have I have memories of <laughs> carrying the printed essay to the professor's mailbox as he's trying to leave at five o'clock on the Friday. <laughs> Afternoon, yeah. yeah. It's that same it energy. Like you got to get in there, you got to get it counted. <laughs> yeah, somebody even just came in and was, like, dropping up. They're like, that's my roommate, Bella, and then I need to vote in person. And um, They're really, they're, they're getting at it. Well, well cheers to San Miguel County for a braving, embracing, windy night out there. Right? Well, and that's what, um, folks, I mean, and I'm hoping that once the polls close, once all the voters take off, I'll be able to chat with some of the poll workers. But I don't know, they might want to start... Um, wrapping things up themselves. They've had a long day, a long few weeks. But they said that today has just been so busy. They've had lines, like which apparently never happens, that they were having to make people wait for a little bit because they didn't have any more space. Um, so it's been a really, it's been a busy day for them. And I actually chatted with Stephanie Van Dam, who is the county clerk. Before <gasps> Polls are closed! Anyone who's in there gets to keep voting. But if you're heading... Heading here now. You've missed your chance for 2022. Show up in the next one. Um, but, yeah, Stephanie Van Dam said that it's, like, so far, and not including, of course, all the people who just dashed in to um, submit their ballots just now, it's about a 68% voter turnout for San Miguel County this year, which is really awesome. And she said that they were a little bit nervous just because um, – it was a little bit slow to get going, but this election day has been really busy and we've been able to get a lot of people to get their ballots and, and make sure their vote gets counted. So that's really cool. Interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, 
let you go, but then I might call back like in a second once all the voters close up so I can try and get talk with some of the folks who've been working at the polls today. All right. Well, thanks. And then, for... and then I'll come back up to Kodo in like a couple seconds. Thanks for checking in. I was doing a monologue of the different ballot measures. <laughs> I was reading them from the blue book. So maybe we'll relieve listeners with uh, a little bit of song and, um, you know, we'll tune that down whenever you give us a call or whenever somebody else calls. Um, and if neither of those things happen, it's uh, it's back to the blue book. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Good luck. Here we go. We'll have a musical interlude while we see uh, while we while we await news, more news from the annex down there on Main Street. Perfect. Thanks, Gab. Bye. Bye.
back here in the Kodo studio and uh, polls are closed in Colorado we'll have some local results rolling in in the next few hours I don't really know how it uh, how it goes to call an uncontested election um, but we got a few we got a few in San Miguel County and then um, some of those state propositions and those state races like the Lauren Boebert uh, re-election bid here in our kind of south um, west corner as well as that new um, district 8 I believe um, uh, we'll get some of those results in the next few hours and then the ones from the east coast as well for those watching national elections will continue to uh, roll on in and look, we have uh, Julia back in the studio returns. Oh um, You're turning the speaker or the microphone on when I'm still panting from I, going up the stairs. I'm afraid I just did that to her. I caught, um, I caught somebody a, tel- a Telluride resident winded on air, which is <laughs> you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to give everybody a second to breathe. Um, yeah, I came back because when um, the polls closed, like a couple minutes after. There were still folks inside voting and the poll workers were like in a hurry bustling to get the next bits of things going. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give them their time. But we'll bop down to the courthouse in a, in a bit to see how the results are coming. And this is always, I think, one of the fun bits because you start obsessively refreshing the pages to see what precincts are reporting, how many precincts are reporting. I saw a couple of interesting... Um, just on the national scale races. Um, let me find one. There was, so some things that we saw that was interesting. Wes Moore is, the AP is calling Wes Moore as the winner of the Maryland gubernatorial race. And he is making history as the state's first black governor. Then we have... Um, Maura Healy will become the first, the nation's first openly lesbian governor-elect in the state of Massachusetts. And then also Maxwell Frost, who won for the House of Representatives in Florida. He is the first member of Congress to be Gen Z. So that was interesting, kind of How old noteworthy. Is he? Um, I think he's 25, I think I saw. 
Interesting. Quite young, quite young. Yes, I did. Um, in your long hiatus, I did manage to <laughs> fill the people in about Mora and Wes. Oh, nice. Um, so that was good. Well, I, but you I know, wasn't tuned in. I apologize. Um, no, no, no. It wasn't to call you out. It was just to say... <laughs> It was just to say that the results still stand. Um, and uh, the polls are closed. That's I know, 10 minutes past. I thought that was really, I'm excited. I, I'm always proud of San Miguel County because I think we always do um, have a good high voter turnout, which is not necessarily the case across the country. I think nationally, it's typically like a 28, 29% voter turnout. So the fact that we're already at about... Um, 68 plus percent that's pretty amazing that's super cool um and now i'm going to start obsessively refreshing the colorado secretary of state election page waiting for results to get uploaded um as now that the polls are closed yeah and how does it work with an uncontested election um well you still have to count the votes yeah count the ballots count the write-ins yeah yeah, well, and, and, you know, exactly as we've said already before this evening, these will be early and unofficial results. It'll actually take a couple of weeks before the votes become certified by the county clerk and recorder. Um, you know, that doesn't mean we don't treat them as true, right? Um, we'll still, you know, once the race is called, we can count on that being the accurate result, but we don't actually get them, get the final sign off for a couple of weeks um, but we will we'll make sure you you know what's up. I was thinking about that though. If it's like an uncontested race, you probably only need one percent to still get, or one vote to still get the majority of the vote if there's no write-ins. Um, so I feel like we can probably be pretty confident on those local races. But you never know. And uh, like you know, chickens. even though they're uncontested and they're gonna be called when they're you know pretty promptly. Um, these are still positions that are uh, changing, you know, over time. And, um, you know, these people who are incumbents and have served them for a long time, it's interesting to hear them talk as we occasionally ha- have opportunity to do seeing them around the community about, you know, how things are going in their different offices and what uh, changes are in store. Um, you know, I know the county coroner has been thinking about some changes because of some legislation at the actual national level. I mean, at the um, state level, there is recommendations to increase salaries for coroners, um, especially commensurate with how much they work. And for San Miguel County's coroner, it sounds like that has been a lot uh, recently, unfortunately. Um, has been kind of a more burdensome um, job time-wise. And uh, so, you know, that could be one change up ahead. Um and thinking about somebody like Sheriff Masters, who's been in the position for 42 years, uh, you know, the way that the role of the sheriff in this community has to keep um, evolving and changing. So that's pretty cool to think about as well. Do you want to hear the earliest, most unofficial results you've ever heard in your whole entire life? This is in Colorado with two counties reporting 12.87% of the vote. So y'all... Do not take these numbers as gospel by any means. We have so long to go. But with two counties reporting, we have incumbent U.S. Senator Michael Bennett is ahead currently with 64% of the vote compared to Joe O'Day at 34% of the vote. Lauren Boebert ahead in 
House District 3 with 79% of the vote, Adam Frisch at 21%, and then incumbent Governor Jared Polis with, oh my computer screen, um, at 67% of the vote, and Heidi Ganahl at 32%. Again, that is maybe the most unofficial results I've ever read in my whole entire life. That is hardly any counties any percentage reporting just 2064 so don't take that as gospel by any means but that is where we're at as the first um votes first ballots of the midterm election in colorado start getting counted start getting reported and and we'll keep bringing you more and more of those and it certainly certainly goes to show that uh you know polls have been only closed for 15 minutes but people are already hard at work getting them them counted 100 well and i actually and this is a thing one in, county jackson <clears throat> jackson county appears to actually have called in and said they're done counting for the night <laughs> they've counted every ballot their election night reporting is complete i wonder how many pe- i wonder how many um voters are in yeah there might be like five you know I'm just cur- yeah i wonder what that what their their numbers are um that is something that's interesting though or cool um in colorado because we have mail-in ballots, a lot of early voting, and election workers and clerks are allowed to count ballots before election day if they receive them before election day. So I actually got a, a message a couple days ago last week saying that my ballot had already been counted. So some of these numbers are already in the system. They have to wait until polls close before they can send them in and say this is where we're at. But some of this stuff is already is able to be done before the polls close. Of course, there's going to be a lot that... Um, folks are going to be counting now, putting through the machines, making sure that they're all coming out right. Yes, yeah, so this is a big night for the Secretary of State. Is that right? You know, yeah, she she runs the show, and she was in Telluride earlier. You got to talk with her. She was. I mean, well, and that's also. I mean, because something that when we were talking with our um, county clerk, who was also on the ballot, Stephanie Van Dam, previously when she came on earlier this, I guess last week, last week to talk, she was saying that. Um, you know, they take a, a step. She's taking a step back away from kind of the the nuts and bolts of of how this election night is going. She has a great team that's able to do a lot of the the lifting for her. You know, just because of the fact that she's both running the election and also on the ballot. But so that's you know, same for Jenna Griswold, who's in charge of. I don't, and I'm I'm guess I'm curious of what that looks like for her. She's both right running. She's on the ballot for re-election um, this year. She is currently ahead as well with 57% of the vote, with 20% reporting. It also makes you wonder, like, uh, you know, you'd think this would be like Christmas for somebody who um, runs elections, you know? like like the Super Bowl, I feel like. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's more or less non-denominational than Christmas, but it is a good example. (laughs) It's the ultimate showdown. It's your night to shine. Uh, And to have to sit out because you're... um, your job hangs in the balance. I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, that takes some, you know, takes some doing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. On the national level, I'm just going to quick. Do a little refresh. A little yeah, reload. see what's going on there. What are you watching on? Are you using 538 uh, on, New York Times over there? What's on your monitor? I'm on NPR. Cause NPR, because we're I radio. I check out for my public radio stations. We're radio peeps. Um, in terms of competitive races, so far it looks well. So in the Senate, 
So far, it looks like the likely solid Democratic candidates, um, according to NPR, they're all going Democrat. They're holding there. Same with the likely solid Republicans. They're they're holding with the Republicans um, winning in those races as well. For the competitive seats, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that NPR is counting as competitive. Actually, and, and Colorado's Senate seat is one of those. Senator Bennett is considered a competitive seat in this um, classification. And so far, the competitive seats have one leaning towards Democrat winning with Raphael Warnock in Georgia, and then one leaning towards Republican winning with um, Bud in North Carolina. Those are only... Um, Again, early unofficial, so they haven't been officially called, but they're kind of leaning in that direction yeah, with those. the those results coming are close. in. We're looking at like forty nine percent and fifty percent. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a squeaker. Yeah, and more. You know, polls are still going to be continuing to close every hour that goes by as we kind of time zone our way across the country. Yeah, so keep biting those nails, listeners. Um, <laughs> it's a real tooth biter. <laughs> it's a real tooth biter. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Should we play some, some more music as we continue to refresh our feeds? Yeah, no, let's do a little music. Um, we, uh, did a nice seat at the table. We could, um, we got two options here. We could do a little Beyonce or we could yes. do some This Land Is Your Land. Let's do Beyonce always. All right, all right. Uh, Willie Nelson fans will have to save it till later. <laughs> um, here, we're going to hear from Beyonce on this. Um, election night.
Serving USA. I'm basically just like the Beach Boys. The tides are turning. <laughs> um, y'all, we have some early unofficial results coming out of San Miguel County. Um, it's it's a real nail biter on <laughs> these ones. Um, currently, our voter turnout, based off of the ballots that have been cast and counted so far. Obviously, we're still going to have more coming in um, as the evening goes on. So far, we're at a 57% voter turnout rate for San Miguel County with 3,375 ballots cast. Um, those are the only ones that they've reported so far, so that's not, um, not going to be our final total for sure for the end of the night. Um, so far in San Miguel County, of course, this is San Miguel County. This does not indicate the statewide races for those w- for the ones that are those. Um, San Miguel County so far is going for incumbent Senator Michael Bennett at 78% of the vote. Um, what happened? I clicked on a thing and then it changed. Okay. Um, so that's in San Miguel County. In San Miguel County, the county is going for Adam Frisch at 81% of the vote over incumbent representative Lauren Bobart. But we know that so far as they're reporting on the district level, which is all of the Western Slope kind of extending south, kind of south east. It's a very large district, covers more than half of the more than half of the state. Um, that the whole district is still favoring Bobert, although it is continu- the gap is closing as as more counts are coming in, still with only four percent or sorry, four counties reporting across the state so far. Um, the race is is t- ooh, ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It just y'all, it just updated. As of this moment, with four counties um, reporting not complete re- results. This is not um, a guarantee. It will, of course, change throughout the night. But actually, at this moment, it has um, Adam Frisch leading over Lauren Boebert by less than a percent. Let me do math on my calculator really quick. He is currently leading by... He is currently leading, according to the Secretary of State's office, by 252 votes across the 3rd Congressional District. Of course, we've said it a million times, we'll say it again, that these votes are still coming in, so that number will change um, the result. We don't know, but the the numbers will definitely change throughout the evening. But as of this moment, he is he is in the lead by, by a sliver, by a hair. Um... Back on the county level, these are the real shockers for you. No one saw it coming. Currently, Lance Waring is winning his race for San Miguel County Commissioner with 100% of the vote. So, ooh, do we have a call coming in? Or is that outside? It's outside. I think that's going to the <laughs> office next door. All right. Dang it. If you want to call in, though, and share your thoughts, your feelings, give us a call, 970-728-4333. Um, currently, we also have San Miguel County Clerk and Recorder Stephanie Van Dam is winning her uncontested race with 100% of the vote. San Miguel County Treasurer Brandy Hatfield is winning her uncontested rate with 100% of the vote, as is San Miguel County Assessor Candidate Sarah Enders and San Miguel County Sheriff Bill Masters, San Miguel County Surveyor J. David Foley and San Miguel County Coroner Emil Sante. They are all currently winning 
their uncontested races with 100% of the vote. So that's where we stand on, our, on those local races. Anything you wanted to add, Gavin? Uh, there are some initial results uh, from different propositions here, uh, different ballot measures that are sort of interesting, if still unofficial and very provisional. Um, let's see. looks like there's a kind of 54% are in favor of reducing state income tax from 4.55 to 4.4. So we'll see how that holds throughout the night. But it looks like people are voting for fewer taxes right now. Um, and at the same time, there are a couple, uh, tight ones, um, about, uh, affordable housing. That one is pretty, remains pretty neck and neck. Um, and also some contentious stuff here about. Uh, the third-party delivery of alcohol, that one is uh, going to be a nail-biter. Um, Proposition 122, interestingly, it looks like 80% of the votes that have been counted thus far um, are in favor. But uh, very, very few um, have been counted at this moment. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a phenomenon where people will vote on one part of the ballot and not fill out the other. Mm -hmm. Is that allowed in this state? That is allowed. And actually, you will notice that that is <clears throat> true because when we're looking down at those um, uncontested raises for our for our local electors on San Miguel County level, while they're all winning with 100% of the vote, those vote tallies are actually different. They're not, they're not exactly um, equal. You know, some people, they're all within the 2000 range, which is uh, just about where actually that's about it, it's a couple hundred less than the total number of um, ballots cast. So there are definitely some folks who maybe were just voting on the propositions and and skipped the candidates altogether. But there is a, there is a range on how many votes people are getting, despite the fact that they're getting 100 percent of those votes. So some people definitely um, took their took their right to fill out some of those bubbles and, and didn't fill out all of them um so that is definitely definitely a thing that happens there's um if you look at the statewide interestingly that same proposition 122 for legalizing regulated access to um psilocybin medicines much much closer than it was in san miguel county that's only 51 percent of people voting yes on that um whereas before i think our results were more like 80 percent um in favor so that, that's something to make note of. Um, yep, the affordable housing one, which will be uh, interesting to see the results of and see if there are any effects in you know, our area that trickle down from that. That one's going to be really close as well. Um, or at, anyway, it is right now. It's about 51% in favor. And you know, a lot of votes have yet to be counted, so that is well uh, within the margin to shift quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll in interesting to watch. Um, here on this election night, Gavin, we're about halfway through-ish of our election night here. Live election coverage on KOTO Telluride, your local community radio station. How is how's it been going so far? How's your first election night been going? Oh, you know, it's good. Nobody has come in off the street uh, declaring that, um, you know, the sky is falling. 
There's still time. It's been a quiet, uh, chilly, it's been a quiet, warm evening in the studio here with the chilliness all outside. And, um, you know, it feels like a peaceful, uh, although somewhat spooky, full moon night, um, just as any. And, uh, you know, always a pleasure to um, be broadcasting on air, especially with uh, such an esteemed professional as Julia Caulfield. <laughs> Usually, uh, just one of us runs the OTR off the record. And, um, you know, tag it's, teaming uh, it today. <clears throat> it's fun to tag team. It's fun to tag team. It's fun to have two radio voices. Right. Um, just bopping along, talking about whatever they're going to talk about. <laughs> Because uh, that's you what we do in the business. So interesting to listen to us refresh our, our browsers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> listeners, um, if you have a browser open at home, give us a call. Let us know your election night mindset, uh, what your what results you're looking at, where you're looking. Yeah. Um, maybe you're checked out. If you're checked out of the election, what are you checked into? How about this? Election superstitions. Do you have them? Um, did you bake an election cake? You know, that's been done. Um, I've heard of such a thing. And uh, it's here we go. Democracy is happening for um, for the upteenth time in my life, in our life, in, uh, in this country's existence. Yeah. I would love to hear if anybody has um, election traditions or election night traditions or memories of really fun ones. Give us a call. We would love to hear those. We all have them, right? Yeah. If, if you're listening to Election Night on Kodo, you probably have an election night memory or a tradition or something of the like. So give us a call. We want to hear it. 970-728-4333. All right. Should we play a song? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, do a little We Knew It Was In Here. Um, give me just a moment to pull it up. Oh, I love the landslide up by Fleetwood Mac. It's here. Um, well, because sometimes you win by a landslide. Yeah, I mean... Should we should we call that for our various uh, our various San Miguel uncontested races? Maybe. I mean, I always get nervous calling races because you know you don't want to get it wrong. But I feel like those ones are pretty pretty safe. So you know, well, I it. wasn't actually going to officially call it. I was just going <laughs> to suggest that we let yeah. TV Nicks have her say. Let's do it. Um, and she says uh, the forecast is um, uh, looks like it's going to be it's looking good a good one for those uncontested seats. I took my love and took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills we have somebody calling in. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Okay. Maybe not. Oh. We lost them, potentially. Maybe, um... Hello? <laughs> nope. If you just tried to call... Julia, again. Julia, hey, Julia, can, can you hear somebody? Yeah, I can. I got somebody. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> hey, what's up? You're live on Kodo. Oh. 
Um, I believe that was Kara Pallone. Was that Kara Pallone? I think that was Kara Pallone. I couldn't hear anything in my headphones. Um, I could not hear anything either. And then she said, seriously, what's up? And she hung up. (laughs) Um, so let's go back. We will, we will never know who that (laughs) was, but here we go. We're just going to fade right on up. It's always a little OTR phone drama and, uh, (laughs) hopefully that was it. Landslide or Lance Slide for that uh, county commissioner race. Lance Waring looking like it's pretty good for him. Good night. Coming in with 100% of the vote so far. Um, this is Julia Caulfield. You're tuned in to KOTO Telluride's election night. I am here in the studio by myself at the moment because we just sent Gavin down to the county courthouse to get some results live from the, from the spot. I'm chatting with our county clerk and recorder, the folks who are counting the votes down there. So I'm going to play a little bit of music as we um, are heading towards that more certain vote counting. Um, I don't know what Gavin played while I was gone, so there's a solid chance I might repeat some stuff. Um, but I also feel like we have a, a big enough breadth of music that maybe I won't choose the things that he would have chosen. Um, if I do... Call or text me and tell me to change the song. Um, but but here we go. Thanks for tuning in to KOTO Telluride's Election Night 2022. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves into motion 
passion Like how a single word Can make a heart open I might only have one match But I can make an explosion And all those things I didn't say Wrecking balls inside my Hi, Kodo. It's Lance Waring. Hi, how are you? Thank you. It's an exciting time, and as you were saying earlier, there's a lot of interesting questions on the ballot. County issues aren't so um, worrisome. Yeah, it's been a thought-provoking. Yeah, a little bit quieter on, on this side of the um, side of the mountain. Um, I guess we're going to have to I have been having dinner with an old friend and a couple six-year-olds and my lovely wife. What are the six-year-olds' opinions on election night? They could care less. Yeah, that's fair. Julia, I'll be honest. I and I'm pressing the phone to my ear really hard. You know why? But... Because oh, I had the wrong, because so I had the wrong mic. I was so used to being on the on the guest mic for the past hour and a half that um, I forgot to put on the right microphone for when I was talking. <laughs> Lance, it's that kind of night. <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. There now. we go. You're coming in five by five, as they say. As they say. Um, well, I just wanted to call and say thank you, Dakota, for your election night coverage, and thanks to all the voters in San Miguel County who got out and voted. And uh, looking forward to seeing what happens when the sun rises tomorrow. Yeah. What are, I mean, because, um, you know, as we've said, it's, it's looking pretty good for you this evening. How does it, how are you feeling? What are the things that, you know, now that you're kind of at this point where you can probably pretty confidently say that you are going to be county commissioner for another four years, what are some of the things that you're feeling or excited about coming up in the next four years? I'm excited about uh, bringing resolution to the ridge development question. I'm excited about um, completing the east end of the county master plan update, which we're embarking on. And after that, uh, moving to a down valley master plan update. Um, I'm excited about a lot of the other projects that the county is working on or in the midst of and working with our neighboring municipalities, the town of Telluride and the Mountain Village are our partners, and we have a lot of work to do together, and I look forward to doing that. Yeah. Do you think you're going to approach these next four years differently because you already have one term under your belt? Well, I'll have more experience, so I'll hopefully be more useful. Um, honestly, the first Six months to a year, there's a lot of just getting backstory and background information and understanding the history of issues. Um, and then there was a couple years of COVID. What and, were those? Oh, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so unless it starts raining, because it would be great to not have to focus on unexpected um, public health crises and issues and focus more on all the other things that counties need to do and 
usually do when um, distracted by pandemics. Yeah. Well, I'll let you go get those six-year-olds to bed, but thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations on, on your election night, and, I mean, we'll keep, we'll keep seeing you in those county commissioner meetings for the next four years. Can't wait. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate you. Thanks, Lance. Bye. Good night. I'm struggle bussing tonight, y'all. It's we're we're going on hour two of election night coverage, and and I'm feeling it. Um, but still, so excited to to be here and um, bring you the election results we just heard from. I, I would say. County Commissioner elect and also incumbent Lance Waring, who is who's wrapping up his election night. Um, Gavin is heading down to the the county courthouse to to talk with some of the folks who are helping to count the ballots. See what's going on there. Um, in the meantime, we'll we'll keep bringing you some music and stay tuned right here to KOTO Telluride on election night. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hello, we are, uh, this is Gavin, we're at the courthouse, and uh, I'm here with Stephanie, Stephanie Van Dam. Yes, that's right. Um, So how did the election go this evening? Uh, Really well. Nice and smooth, and I think we had a pretty decent turnout for San Miguel County. Um, So um, at this point, at 10 minutes till 8, we're all feeling really pretty good. Cool. Can you hear us all right, Julia? Yeah, y'all sound great. Hey, Stephanie, I have a question for you. I know that... um, you know, obviously, you are at the the courthouse in Telluride. There's folks who are voting across the west end of the county all day as well. Do you have a sense on how many ballots are over in Norwood, and, and what are y'all doing to get them over here? Sure. So um, I don't know the, the number of mail ballots that have been dropped in Norwood. There's two locations there, the Glockson Building and then the Voter Service and Polling Center were both accept- accepting mail ballots, so we'll have to wait on those numbers. Um, Just prior to 7 p.m., they had logged 71 in-person mail ballots in Norwood. Um, I have a team of uh, judges that have driven out there to both close that ballot drop box and to pick up all the ballots and equipment from that location, and they should be en route any minute bringing all of those back to the courthouse. Everything gets counted. Mm -hmm. Everything's counted here, yep. Stephanie, what does the rest of your um, what does the rest of your night look like? Polls are closed. Y'all have done. Um, it seems like a great job, kind of getting stuff sorted before um, this moment with with votes being counted and the like. So, so what does the rest of your evening look like? Um, so the rest of the evening is going to be working um, with the signature verifiers. So they still need to verify all of the signatures on the mail ballots we've yet to receive from the Norwood location. Um, and then they go through the process of separating those ballots from the envelopes. 
batching them for tabulation, scanning them, and then the adjudication process, which is a process that uh, occurs when the machine is not able to um, determine how a voter really meant to vote. And so when that happens, the judges uh, get two sets of eyes on that ballot. Um, they are of different affiliations, um, and they take a look at that ballot and determine what that voter meant. Um, those situations come up when, say, there's a stray mark somewhere on the ballot. Maybe there was a collection made, a voter crossed out a vote. Um, and those situations require a little human interaction with that ballot to, to make that determination. What does your, um, what does your job look like the rest of the year? We, we were wondering if this was your Super Bowl or if you had another <laughs> more apt metaphor for the evening and what, you know, fills your day-to-day outside of election night. Um, yeah, so um, the rest of the year will look like, you know, my main election staff will hopefully take a little bit of time off because they definitely deserve it. Um, but we have some new staff at the courthouse, and we've also been doing a lot of remodeling. If you've been in here anytime I want to say in maybe the last six months, it's been under construction. Um, so I'm hoping to see all that come into completion, and we're doing a lot of training with new staff um, and getting them up to speed in all of our departments. Cool. And um, kind of with a nod to some of the questions that people have nationally about how elections are being run, and, you know, it's a moment of trusting engagement the democratic process for some parties, and, uh, you know, how do you, how do you encounter that in your work and how... Um, how do you feel about the way things are going in San Miguel County? Um, well, you know, to hmm. so the the questioning of the election system, I think, is a really positive thing. Um, generally speaking, um, it could absolutely be done in a more civil way on the national platform. Um, however, I I think that. Not so many people are engaged at a level of, you know, working for an election or seeing that process up close. And so those questions, in my mind, are warranted. And I appreciate people that actually come to me and ask because there are many that don't. And when they do, I'm, I'm really happy to show them the process because I think when you see it up close and you understand what it is we're doing and all of the checks and balances that are involved, um, it's really clear that our election system is is very secure, very accurate. Um, and that's not to say that it cannot be improved upon. It absolutely can. Um, and, you know, I'll continue to work to help give give uh, the opinions that I hear about from our voters um, to our legislature as well as the first association. Um, and I just encourage people to continue asking those questions in a real civil manner. Um, and my office is open to you to get your answers. Nice. Yeah, I was actually, when I was down there um, chatting with some of the folks who working the polls today, they were saying that they think it should be a requirement that everybody does that job, you know, at least once to see what the process is. Because it really is, you know, I think, Stephanie, we've talked about this a little bit, but it can feel a bit like a, a black box maybe to folks who don't really engage with the electoral process outside of submitting their ballot. And so, you know, they, that was, this is one person's opinion, <laughs> but saying that um, just as a form of civic engagement and really seeing, you know, almost how the sausage gets made of, it's a really, yeah. it can be a valuable thing. So I'm sure you're taking um, volunteers already for, for whenever the next election comes up. 
And build in a big list, yeah. So if anyone out there is interested, please contact us at elections.sanmiguelcountyco.gov. And and we'd love to work with more members of our community in that aspect. Sweet. Well, Stephanie, I I recognize that maybe you're going to... decide not to say this, but you're a bit wearing two hats this evening. You are serving as the county clerk and recorder for this election. You're also, you were on the ballot um, this this evening as well. And with the, the ballots that we have in so far, it looks like you have 100% of the vote. How does it feel to be reelected and get to keep doing this work for the next four years? Um, well, I, I just have to say I'm honored. Um, you know, I, I was... Um, I, I don't know the right word to say, but when I knew nobody was running against me, I just I felt like I must have a tremendous amount of trust from our community uh, in that re- regard. Um, and so I'm honored to have it, and I will continue to, to hold that trust um, and, and, and consider that every day while I'm doing my job, whether it's elections or motor vehicle or recording. Um, and so just thank you to everyone in San Miguel County. As um, far as voting accounts go, what does the timeline look like? Um, and how does uh, reporting back to the state work? Yeah, so we will probably receive the ballot from Norwood, I want to say maybe close to 9 o'clock. Um, it will probably take us until a bit after 10 o'clock before we have a second round of results that I'll add to that state upload. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably all we'll see, we'll see tonight. Um, we talked about this in previous elections, but we do hold a certain number of ballots back to include with our final count, which really doesn't happen until eight days after the election. There are military and overseas voters that have that eight-day time frame to have their ballot received, and then also voters who maybe had their uh, signature, um, their signature was discrepant, and so their ballot was rejected. They have those eight days to cure that discrepancy. Um, so we'll hold a little bit of the ballots back to mix in with those um, for the final count. And, um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll post still unofficial results. They'll remain unofficial until our Canvas board canvases and certifies the election. Um, they don't have the date for it, but at the end of November. Perfect. Well, Stephanie, I think we'll, we'll let you get back to... Um, the rest of your your evening and, and the work that you have left to do, but thanks for taking a couple of minutes to chat with us and congratulations on getting through another election cycle. Almost, you're not, I guess, quite done yet. <laughs> not quite yet. It's my pleasure and thank you. Um, thanks for calling. All right, I'll see you back in studio. Yeah, come back, Gavin. I miss you. All right, I guess he doesn't miss me as much. Um, all right. Coda listeners, you heard that was Stephanie Van Dam, our San Miguel County clerk and recorder. I also have some um, updated numbers from Colorado across the board. We have, again, we've said early unofficial. We'll keep saying that until we're blue in the face. Currently, we have two counties who have completed their election night counting. We have 41 that are still partially reporting. So there's still a lot of um, numbers that are still going to come in um, very early, very unofficial. But at this moment, we have incumbent Senator Michael Bennett in the lead with 58% of the vote, followed by Joe O'Day at 30, about 40% of the vote, actually. So he's Bennett's up by about 18%. 
Um, this is one that I'm still very interested in. We'll see how it goes. Um, for the third congressional district for the House of Representatives, Adam Frisch is ahead with about 53% of the vote to about 47% of the vote for Lauren Boebert. There are still um, 14 counties in the 3rd Congressional District that haven't sent in any of their numbers so far. So, you know, we'll still have to wait to see how those go. That's that's a big percentage. That's more than half of the um, counties that need to, to have their votes submitted. So far, eight of the counties in the 3rd Congressional District have gone for Adam Frisch, with five of them going for Lauren Boebert. So that's definitely going to be one that's continuing, that's interesting to watch as we go forward. We'll definitely bring you more details on that as we get them, as more precincts and counties report their numbers. As it stands, Governor Jared Polis is in the lead with about 61% of the vote, compared to Heidi Ganahl at 37%. And then Jenna Griswold is in the lead with 57% of the vote compared to Pam Anderson um, at 40% of the vote for Secretary of State. And it actually turns out that the state representative so far, of course, um, without all of our um, votes in yet for, for the House District for the State House, so that's representing us at the Capitol in Denver, Kevin Coons is actually currently ahead with 51% of the vote to incumbent Mark Catlin's 49% of the vote. That one is still very, very close. You know, there's only, what, 300 votes that are um, separating those two. So that's still one that we'll be watching close on as well. Um, it shouldn't... I th- Colorado's state legislature is pretty pretty solidly held by the Democrats at the moment. So... Um, you know, th- that race is not the make or break for who's going to hold control in the state house in all likelihood. But um, it is interesting, you know, definitely following along if our state representative switches from a Republican to a Democrat with an incumbent potentially as of right now is trailing in that race. We'll make sure to keep coming at you with more election results as they come through as we hear them from the Secretary of State's office as more counties submit their ballots. We just heard a little bit what that process looks like from our county clerk and recorder, Stephanie Van Dam. In the meantime, we're going to keep bringing you some music. Thank you so much for tuning in to KOTO Telluride. We have about an hour left of election night programming here on your local community radio station.
must have a code that you can live by and so become yourself because the past is just a goodbye teach your children well their father's hell did slowly go by and feed them on your dreams the one they picked the one you know by don't you ever ask them why if they told you you would cry so just look at them and sigh And know they love you And you, I'll tell you Can't know the fears that your elders grew by And so please help Them with your They seek the truth Before they can die Teach Your parents well Their children's hell Will slowly go by And feed them on your dreams The one they picked The one you know by Don't you ever ask them why If they told you you would cry So just look at them and sigh And know they Koto listeners, we have some new um, results in. The Associated Press has officially called the U.S. Senate race for incumbent Senator Michael Bennett. Um, he is ahead uh, with 78% of the vote compared to Joe O'Day's 20% of the vote, and the Associated Press has called that for Bennett. So um, with that news, he will be serving another six-year term in the United States Senate along with John Hickenlooper, who is currently there as well. <laughs> Are they six-year? I thought they were four. Senate is six years. Huh. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, there you go. The longevity. Right. Um, we also have in our... Oh, let me pull over the statewide tab. Um... We also, in the 3rd Congressional District, Adam Frisch is still ahead, but as we have said multiple times, there are still a number of counties that have not um, sent in their ballots or sent in their um, vote numbers yet, so, so that could change currently. Um, one, two, three, 
four, five, seven counties are still outstanding from that race. Um, but they are coming through, and Adam Frisch is currently up with about 54% of the vote compared to Lauren Boebert's 46% of the vote. And in the governor's race, Governor Jared Polis is ahead with about 59% of the vote compared to Heidi Ganahl's 39% of the vote. We currently have seven counties in Colorado have completed their reporting for the evening, and we still have 46 outstanding. And if we did the math on that, 46 plus 7, whatever that number is. Is um, uh, looking to me. <laughs> I'm looking to Gavin. Do the math. 46, 47, 53. 48, 49, 50, 51, 50, 53. 53 um, out of 64. So we still have 11 uh, counties that have not submitted their numbers yet. So we don't have any of their information. Um, that will change things. Also, of course, as these partially reported counties continue to send in more numbers. It is, um, it is interesting um, looking at the national seen a little bit uh i'm not sure what is at the root of this i mean maybe it the part of it is just how colorado runs its elections maybe partially it's like the rural urban breakdown or something but to have 54 percent of the vote actually already counted and reported in colorado whereas some of these east coast states that were done you know they are two hours ahead of time really you know they're two hours ahead uh, they're like New York only has 35% of the vote counted reported. That's the number is 24% in Connecticut, 30% in New Hampshire. Um, so Colorado's moving quick to uh, get those votes counted, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that plays into, um, you know, when folks say that we have our, we run, Colorado runs its elections really well. I think that's part of it. You know, what, what did they say? They say elections can be cheap fast and accurate but you can only have two of those at any given time so you can have fast and accurate but it's going to cost a lot of money or you can have cheap and accurate but it's going to take a long time and the other combinations of that but you know i think colorado is able to kind of strike a balance between those is you know with the mail-in ballot system the early voting um I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am not one of the people who are in those um, polls behind the scenes counting, but it, it seems like they have it pretty dialed if I do say so myself. Um, but that, yeah, I would say one of, I would say one of the bigger races of this evening, um, the race for U.S. Senator between Michael Bennett and Joe O'Day, you know, that was one that um, folks were looking, looking to that could be a, um, a toss up in the Senate and could potentially, you know, sway which direction control of the Senate goes. And um, the Associated Press has called that race for Senator Michael Bennett to continue representing Colorado in the United States Senate. Pretty darn early here at 820 on this election evening. Way to go. Way to go. Um, And a lot of our a lot of our local races here uncontested have been, uh, you know, we're waiting for those votes from Norwood, which they said we're going to be in around nine o'clock, um, but not too much to keep you on the on the edge of your seat in that category. So, you know, if you want to get to the edge of your seat, maybe head on over to Pennsylvania or look at some <laughs> of those uh, look at some of those national elections where it's going to be pretty tight. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see see about that one. Not 
you know, I haven't been um, following impressively closely to that um, to that race, but and I wouldn't say that I watched Doctor Oz growing up either, but. Or in, Wait, in any part of mine. Put put some brakes on. Is this the Dr. Oz? It's the Dr. Oz. Interesting. So it's so, a little celebrity race. There is a little bit of, at least on one side of it. Luke, lieutenant Governor, their Lieutenant Governor, who had a stroke earlier in this year during the campaign cycle. So it's been an interesting race, that one. Yeah, well, that's why I had it had been on my radar, actually, was because of the um, stroke and kind of some of the disability rights involved in that case. And, like, people, you know, there was a debate specifically where people were quite worried like would he be able to do his job um and a lot of people said like look you know he had a stroke but he's in recovery and as far as they could tell from the debate um even if he didn't act like a regular politician like let the man have some uh uh room and some faith and yeah um so that was kind of an interesting one in terms of overcoming a huge health scare yeah um for sure to stay in the race, and he actually is uh, appears to be leading, but, you know, it's a tight race, so uh, nothing's called yet. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in District 8 in Colorado, that is our new district, the newest one that we have. Um, that, I would say, I feel is pretty confident to say, um, pretty, pretty landslidey right there, to quote Fleetwood Mac. Um, currently... Leslie Harrod is winning with 88% of the vote compared to 12 from her um, Republican challenger. So there'll be another um, Democrat going to Washington to represent the state of Colorado. District 8 on the front range up in the suburbs of Denver. All right. As we were saying, it's pretty... Smooth sailing on the county level here. Statewide, we're starting to get some of those results coming in as they are. But if you're looking nationally, you might be scratching your head a little bit, still waiting to to see uh, what's going on there. So with that, let's figure out what's going on. There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? 
Kravitz. Before that, we had This Land is Your Land by Woody Guthrie. I was pretty pleased with that transition. It was different vibes, and I was here for it. That was some good music. You don't get that kind of stuff on MSNBC. <laughs> you don't get that kind of stuff you on MSNBC or it. any... You know what? You don't get it on any of the non-commercial, non-underwritten community radio stations except for KOTO. Thank you for tuning in here in Telluride, Colorado. Frenchy and organic, even when democracy is in the balance. <laughs> we make election night fun you know what i actually i do stand by that even on on tough nights when you don't know what's happening you're maybe confused i like to think that with a little bit of music a little bit of banter koto radio makes your election night a good time hey at the risk of sounding partisan at least it's not 2016 I don't think that's a partisan thing to say. I don't yeah. think anybody liked. I don't, think, I don't think anybody liked that experience. That was a rough 
uh, election cycle. Um, if you have any fun election memories that you want to share with us, give us a call. 970-728-4333. We have about 25 more minutes left of our election coverage. Listeners, we know that we're not going to get you all of the information here by the time we take off this evening. As Stephanie mentioned, it's going to take weeks for um, it's going to take weeks for even the pretty clear votes to technically get certified. And there are a lot of races across the country that are very tight. We don't know specifically um, what's going to be happening with them. So we know that we're not going to be able to keep you. We're not we're not going to keep you on air on the hook for all of those um, races to get called. But we'll keep you updated for the next 25 minutes as we get more information Um Currently, as we mentioned, Michael Bennett is, the race has been called for Michael Bennett for the U.S. Senate. The third congressional district is still a tight race. You were uh, just saying, Gavin, that um, something to be mindful of is, you know, even in some of these states or not states, counties, um, where maybe some of the reports, some of the um, numbers have been sent in, not necessarily all of them. And so um, there might be some big chunks of either Republican or Democrat ballots that still need to be turned in. You were saying specifically Mesa County, where Boebert has a pretty um, big lead, is hasn't submitted all of their ballots yet. So we don't necessarily know specifically what those, what those numbers are going to be. But as of right now, Adam Frisch is in the lead with just about 53% of the vote compared to incumbent representative Lauren Boebert's 48% of the vote. We're still waiting to see what that is. I would say that's, that's very close. We don't know what that is. We might not know what that is. Um, what the, the final result on that one is tonight. We might have to wait a little bit before all of those ballots get counted. Um, so far it's about, I think it looks about 10,000 votes or a little bit less are the difference between those two at the moment. Um, In the gubernatorial race, Governor Jared Polis has about 59% of the vote still compared to Heidi Ganahl's 39% of the vote. So it's, you know, that's a a pretty good margin. That's a, what, 20, math, yeah, about 20 points, but um, I don't think it's been officially called yet. We're still waiting for a lot of... um, counties to to finish sending in their ballots or sending in their vote totals as we go through. There's also some really close um, propositions and ballot measures. One, I would actually, I think it's one of the um, maybe not necessarily furthest apart, but of interest, um, funding school lunches for all students in the state that is currently passing with about 55% of the vote compared to uh, about 45% of voters voting against that. So if that passes, that will uh, mean state state taxes shall be increased to fund school lunches for all students. And then one that might, I, I think might be of interest for local folks is Proposition 122 that would legalize um, certain substances including psilocybin in medical capacities. And that is, it's, that is neck and neck. It is, it's tight. It's a tight, tight um, race. Currently it is passing, but with, with 
about 51% of the vote compared to 49 voting against it. So that I cannot imagine is one that we will know tonight. Right. That one's going to take a minute before we have the official results in. And it will be a long time until we know if it's a watershed moment for legalization yeah. of that substance. Interestingly, looking at, um, you know, while Colorado takes up that that measure there, other states are still thinking about legalizing marijuana, which, of course, we did a long time ago. Um, Maryland tonight is yes on legalizing cannabis. Missouri uh, appears to be flirting with the idea there that um, uh, proposition on their ballot to legalize marijuana is ahead in Missouri. But then looking at North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas, those looks like the, all those states are going to decline the opportunity to uh, legalize cannabis recreationally. Um, so it's interesting, you know, still uh, kind of a... Uh, an issue that is being sorted out in other parts of um, the country. It's also interesting to look at uh, this this uh, Proposition 123, which is trying to finance some affordable housing programs um, uh, across the state of Colorado, and that comes with some tax increases. And also looking at um, that that healthy school lunches program also has a tax increase uh, along with it. Coloradans seem to be kind of interested in going for those, you know, both of those um, to different degrees are coming out uh, over the 50% margin, even though those races are not yet called. Um, But on the whole, Coloradans have uh, asked that um, they reduce the state income tax from four point five five to four point four percent. So asking for a tax reduction and yet being comfortable with increasing taxes when there's a specific goal in mind. Um, something that is standing out to me as I'm looking at these initial election night results. Um, yeah. Nice. It's also interesting to think about um, kind of some of the Bobert. Um, fresh nail biter here. I've noticed some commentators saying that, uh, you know, as the parties move in different ele- uh, directions, a big thing on this election night is what sort of opponent do you have and how radical are their views? Um, and there actually has been some, um, there have been some Democrat, Democrat strategists who have boosted kind of more right-wing opponents um, in their primary elections in order to run against somebody who is kind of considered more of a radical or a fringe or a less moderate candidate. So then the Democratic Party is trying to scoop up more moderate votes, Um, which that's kind of a confusing political phenomenon um, and is definitely, for the Democratic Party, is kind of playing a game of Roulette, but it's also kind of an interesting quirk we're coming across of this democratic process. Yeah, it's kind of like a big swing, and you hope you don't miss. Yeah, yeah, and also... For, for um, another sports metaphor, which I'm yeah. clearly really well-versed at. <laughs> um, although Stephanie didn't shoot down our little Super Bowl. I think it's um, fair. If she, I, yeah, I, you know, I think a, that makes sense. Um, it, it, it elicited a smile. <laughs> um Anyway, so that so that'll be interesting to watch in you know the coming coming races, coming years. Um, I can't imagine such a phenomenon is good for political polarization in the U.S. as a whole. Um, 
But, you know, who's to say? Who's to say what's good in the long run? Um, and yeah. everything, everything at this moment still hangs in the balance. Uh, it's too early to call much of anything. So keep following along. Yeah. Currently, um, we're <clears throat> looking at, when you look at the um, balance of power in in the Senate, which I think is maybe one of the one, the, the, the chamber that feels maybe um, most likely to, to flip from Democrat to Republican control. There's, it's still looking like um, so far there's no change in, in what those power dynamics are. It is currently 40 of the seats or it's, it's currently at 42 to 42 uh, Democrat slash independent and, uh, the GOP with 17 races yet to be called that really, I mean, isn't that wild? Like so many uh, decisions and maybe the direction of, of where things will be going hangs in the balance of 17 races across the, the country. And the other thing is now, I mean, it's 50-50. It's not like, you know, there's been a decisive majority really. Um, so if things are tight, you know, they have been for, they have been for a long time. Um, and people are, you know, it's election night. People are having their say, um, it's the night to, it's the night to, uh, make your voice heard in that little tiny, um, way. Yes. Well said. Here, here. Yeah, um. yeah. Unless you didn't <laughs> vote, in which case you got to wait till 2024. I know I did when I was down at the polling place, um, when the polls were closing, um, right at like 702 the door opened and i thought for a moment it was going to be some voters coming through and it wasn't it was other election workers who had stuff to do but i was like oh my gosh you jasmine can you imagine i mean there were people walking in at 658 either to go vote in person or just to drop off their ballot it's like pretty wild you know and like bless ya, exactly as we said, for braving that windstorm. I was like <laughs> eating dust <laughs> walking up Main Street. And um yeah, people just still doing their part to make sure that even though it's pitch black outside already, um and it's it's storming out there that people were doing what they could to make sure that their votes got counted, their voice was heard in those um, in this election, we sometimes forget about the midterms, you know, they're not as flashy, clearly, as we can see on the local level, this year's not as flashy as um, a presidential election might be, or um, ones that have maybe more contentious issues on our local ballot, but that doesn't mean they're any less important. Um, you know, if you're going to show up for those big elections, you should also show up for the small ones because they can have a really big impact as well. All right. Listeners, we have about 15 minutes left. I know you don't want to hear us just talking for that whole time, so we're going to throw on a little bit more music for you. Though if you give us 15 minutes, we might say something interesting, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll keep talking. We'll, like, come back. We're not leaving. Um, But we're going to play a little bit more music, and then we'll be back. And if you've got something to say yourself, it's 970-728-4333. Did You're I nearly, get that right? Yeah, you did. You're nearly uh, at the end of your chance to call yeah, in. Yeah, and don't call us two minutes before we're off the air because... Uh, we'll still answer, but we might be we'll mad about answer. it. <laughs> well, yeah, we just might not be able to hear all your um, 
all that you have to say. So, which is to say, call now, but we'll cut to some music uh, while we wait for your election night headspace. Thanks for tuning in to KOTO Telluride.
were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start all over With just my family by my side I'd thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American But at least I know I'm free And I won't forget From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say I'm proud to be an American Or at least I Yes, Dolly Parton. Always a good choice. Love her. Ugh, I just do. Um, a little patriotism, little patriotism. <laughs> I know. Also, if you look at her album cover on this, she's like a red, white, and blue pinup flight attendant vibe, and I'm here for it. I'm here for any single thing that Dolly Parton does. Um, Coda listeners, we have about seven minutes left 
of our election coverage for 2022. Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us on this journey. Um, it's been really lovely at 9 p.m. We have Crocodile Dundee coming in. Um, but in, in the moments since we chatted with you last, the Associated Press has called the gubernatorial election for Jared Polis in the favor of Jared Polis. He's winning it in the moment with um, 59% of the vote and the Associated Press has has called that. So he will be our governor for the next four years, serving a second term um, in the state of Colorado. There you go. I, uh, I take it you actually got to talk with him this morning. I did. I chatted with him this morning. Um, we'll be able to broadcast some of that tomorrow on our newscast. Tune in. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I... I will say that that one wasn't a super shocker for me. I was pretty, um, I, I felt pretty certain that he was going to um, win that that re-election campaign. But you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I actually think that that was one of the, the campaigns that Democrats really tried to endorse a more right-leaning candidate mm, in the jet yeah. or in the primary and it didn't work joe okay. o'day was the more moderate of the republican candidates to to win um and and still it wasn't enough to to defeat the incumbent you know governor polis was obviously there throughout the the coronavirus pandemic um response i think that obviously not everybody People have varying opinions, but I think on the whole, Coloradans appreciated the response that he had. And I think, you know, that's definitely, even though we're not actively in that space anymore, I think that a lot of voters and, and folks were still thinking to, to how those response efforts went when they were at the ballot box this year. So there we have it. Kind of he the, also the, uh, yeah, go on. Um, took credit for a big uh, um, national monument recently. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. He, he got his name on that right before the election. So that was, you know, anyway, who knows what gets these people reelected? <laughs> it's really probably uh, lesser accomplishments in office and more um, kind of the numbers it's, that are, that stand. Uh, but interesting yeah. to know. You know, it is, it is interesting to see. Um, oh, we have a call. Let's answer then. Hopefully it's Jared. <laughs> Hi, you're live on Kodo. Yeah. Uh, yes, I just want to say thank you very much for your choice of music. Oh, my gosh, tonight. our pleasure. Yes, it was excellent. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for calling in. Aw, that was just a, a caller thanking us for the music choices. Gavin and I were actually talking about that during the um, last music break. Of There's been a decent amount of country this evening, so if you don't like country, maybe it hasn't been um, the the music for you, but... I will say as a genre, I think country brings a lot of um, patriotic music, May maybe a higher percentage compared to other genres of music. But we tried yeah. to get a smattering of other stuff um, in there. You know, I might, this might, I, I don't want to be demeaning of country. Like, this you shouldn't. Not, I love country. Not, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not intending to be, but I feel like there's something about it that tends to wear its themes very, uh, yeah, very, no, very literally. Yeah. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you don't have to dig too much. You don't have to dig too much when you see about. Dolly Parton in the flight attendant <laughs> America suit to understand uh, the little patriotism is going on, a little um, national issues at play. 
Um, anyway, any any other big updates you want to leave our listeners with? They should they should go on they should go online go on their. Uh, you know, they should go to bed, actually, yeah. and just wait until tomorrow when all will be clear and well. Well, maybe. Um, we'll, we'll maybe see. wait until next week. <laughs> when, go to sleep for a week. <laughs> yeah. Forget it ever happened. Don't even look at the results. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think I think that election results are pouring in and things are still looking pretty muddled. I mean, we went into this night on the national level thinking... Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough one for the Democrats. And you know, that probably still, that probably still stands to give, given just how the history has aligned. And then we've also looked at some pretty interesting races and ballot propositions right here at home in Colorado. And, uh, you know, at least on the local level, you don't gotta go to sleep wondering about much. (laughs) Yep. It's about as plain and clear as a country song there. And, uh, Oh and, my God, uh, the uncontested <laughs> results are are trickling in from Norwood as we speak. Yeah, well, and uh, you know, I would say we we got answers on um, two of our bigger races, both for Senate and for Governor, with the the Democrat holding both the Democrat incumbent holding both of those seats for Senator Michael Bennett and Governor Jared Polis. Um, I would say the one that I am still looking at closely is that third congressional district between Adam Frisch and incumbent Lauren Boebert. That one is still close. You know, that one I don't think we'll necessarily know. We're not going to know in the next minute and we might not know by tomorrow. We'll still have to wait and see as it stands. Um, Frisch is still in the lead, but the the margin is closing. He currently has about 52% of the vote to Boebert's 48% so that that window is definitely closing up and of course these are all unofficial early results we don't we don't know we don't know the answers yet but but we'll find them out before too long before too long um gavin i am gonna ask you election night first election night on Kodo done how'd it go Oh, you know, I think it went uh on a personal level like did you have fun was it nice oh yeah no i mean it was great super fun <laughs> Um, and interestingly, somehow, uh, like the process of being on radio kind of almost distracted me from the election a little bit. Oh, I have to say, I love election night coverage because it gives you a task. You get to play some music, you get to chat it. it, It's our job to refresh obsessively. We can like say that it's, that's the reason we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going we're gonna to take off, Coda listeners. Crocodile Dundee is actively in the studio. We're not going to um, make him wait any longer. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live election night coverage. We thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be back tomorrow um, evening with more local news, and you'll be able to, to find us on your local airwaves 24-7 here on Kodo. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Gavin McGough. Thanks for listening.